Hello, fellow romantics, and welcome to a whole new story. Now, before we get started, let me tell you just a little bit about this story. Officially, it is a sequel to Connection Concealed, but I am going to make this a standalone story. So if for some reason you haven't listened to Connection Concealed and you don't want to, but you want to check out this story, you can. You should be able to, you know, follow the storylines without issues, uh, even if you have not listened to Connection Concealed. Now, about Connection Concealed, many of you, um, or at least the listeners who often interact with me, are big fans of Connection Concealed, and I am excited to announce that I am working to publish it uh, as a book. So as an ebook, and if everything goes right, you will be able to order it as a physical copy um, as well. So I'm working on that, and I hope that will be coming soon. All right, it's time to go back to the future and see what is happening near Fire Blue territory. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is Connection Revealed, Part 1. September 18th, 2063. Outside White Sands Army Base, New Mexico, North American Province. 7.32 a.m. local time. Jade put her back on the floor at the bottom of the platform. It was heavier than she had intended, and her shoulder hurt from carrying it. She wiped her forehead, cringing at the dust and sweat that came off. The sun had risen less than an hour ago, and it was already hot. Jade was used to the heat, but not the dust. Even though she loved being out here, the dust still got to her. These early morning trips into the desert were why she moved here. This area was usually inaccessible to citizens, but the army allowed some exceptions for civilian staff on and around the base. Jade had always been drawn to the desert. Even as a kid, she had always wanted to escape the city. She had dreamed about living in the rough territory of America's vast deserts. The idea had terrified her parents then, and it still did today. Yes, the desert was a dangerous place to be in. There were the obvious challenges, the unrelenting heat and sun. You could prepare for those, though. The rainstorms and flooding were much harder to navigate. Jade checked her watch for the latest weather information. Nothing had changed. There was no storm expected until tomorrow afternoon. She could have stayed in the desert until tomorrow morning if she had been allowed to by the base commander. Fucking new commander, she mumbled to herself as she opened her bag to get her tools. A new commander had taken charge of the army base a few months ago. Jade had not been allowed to stay in the desert overnight since. Instead, she had had to report back at headquarters every day and set out again each morning, which made her assignments so much more time-consuming and a lot less fun. All right, she said to herself and pulled out her monitor. Let's see how we're doing today. She straightened and adjusted her hat. It was more than five years old and she could use a new one, to be honest. 
but she was fond of this one, and it still kept her head cool for a few hours. According to her watch, the cooling function still had two and a half hours left. That should be plenty for today. She smiled and started climbing the stairs to the observation platform. She was a little out of breath by the time she reached the top. Not because she was out of shape, but because the dust and hot air made it harder to take in oxygen. She had a mask in her backpack. Jade hated using it. She covered her eyes for a moment, even though she wore protective sunglasses. The intense reflection of the sun on the thousands of solar panels always took some getting used to, even for the high-tech glasses. After a few moments, she looked up and saw that her glasses had adjusted. It was safe to get to work now. She mounted her monitor on top of the small box that was installed on the platform and switched it on. Jade waited until the machine told her that the analysis could begin. The tool estimated that analysis would take 38 minutes today. She frowned. There was no reason for it to be four minutes longer than earlier this week. Guess this thing needs a firmware update, she thought, even though her tools got the latest software frequently and automatically. She made a mental note to report the oddity to the global project lead. Jade straightened, looking around again. There was not a single cloud in the sky today. She thought she could see the border of the power station, but she was never sure. It would take her at least half a day to travel to it by pod, so maybe not. Her mind wandered to what was beyond the border. She rarely got to travel that far. She had proposed dozens of studies that would take her deep into the desert near rebel territory. Not a single one had been approved. What are you guys up to today over there? She thought and smiled. Jade often wondered about what life was like in rebel territory. She had heard stories about people being forced to go without technology most of the time. While that horrified most folks here, Jade was fascinated by the idea. Plus, she had reason to believe things weren't that grim for the rebels. The global government tried to keep this from citizens, but Jade knew for a fact that the rebels in San Francisco had some high-tech capabilities. Her friend, Ben, was a sergeant at Cyber Command. His job was to hack into the rebel networks and spy on them. Jade would sometimes ask him questions about how they lived and worked. Usually, he told her he couldn't share classified information. But now and then, Ben would get charmed enough by her enthusiasm that he'd share a tidbit. That's how Jade knew that the rebels had built a new kind of power station. Jade peered into the distance and pictured scientists just like her standing on the other side of the desert. Would this rebel scientist love the desert as much as she did? Would she be allowed to explore and find new ways to coexist with it? The monitor made a loud, disapproving sound. It pulled Jade from her thoughts. She checked the screen and frowned. The analysis had failed. What the fuck? She muttered. This had never happened before. September 18th, 2063. San Francisco, Fire Blue Territory, North American Province, 7.32 a.m. local time. Huh. 
Louise gasped for air as she came to a halt at the edge of the forest. Drops of sweat rolled down her face. She wiped her cheek on her shoulder and bent over, placing her hands above her knees. <sighs> Shit. She muttered to herself, still struggling to breathe. She had pushed herself too far during her run. It had been stupid to try to compensate for all the morning runs she had skipped lately. Plus, the air quality wasn't great today, and she'd known that. I'm an idiot, Louise thought. She straightened, wincing. After another minute, her breathing had finally calmed down enough for her to notice the birds. She smiled. She had lived in rebel territory for over two years now and still hadn't gotten used to birdsong. Louise closed her eyes and listened. Apart from the birds, she could hear twigs snapping, leaves rustling, and the guard dog barking in the distance. She always noticed what was missing the most, though. There were no sounds of drones flying over, pods whooshing by, or air conditioning units grunting nonstop. Louise grinned because she had once found these urban sounds to be reassuring. Not anymore. She slowly opened her eyes, blinking a few times. The forest around the presidential mansion wasn't as lush as it could be this time of year. The heat had been worse than usual. The staff had managed to keep this forest irrigated, though. This was a matter of safety and privacy. The trees and bushes provided much-needed cover. There was a large fence around the estate, but without the forest, anyone with a pair of binoculars or a telephone lens could see everything. This was one thing Louise hadn't gotten used to in the years she had lived in the Fire Blue Republic. The media attention its president got. While the rebels did many things differently, their thirst for gossip was as bad as anyone else's. The only difference was that here you couldn't read gossip everywhere you went. There were still websites you could consult on the terminals, but mostly news was printed on actual newspapers you could buy. Most news outlets were respectable, but there were others that would pay anything for a revealing picture of the young, popular president Eleanor Lucas. Unfortunately, that meant Louise was a target for the paparazzi as well. Ever since Elle and Louise's relationship had become public, it had been one of the favorite topics in the rebel media. Elle, doing a great job in her second term, somehow had made that worse. Her popularity had grown to new heights, and so had the attention. Elle wasn't as bothered by that as Louise was. Elle saw it as part of her job. Louise disagreed. Elle was an elected official, not the Republic's source of entertainment. She thought Elle's personal life, and their life together, was off-limits. They had had a bit of a fight about it again last night. One of the more respectable news outlets had requested a video interview with Elle and Louise. Elle saw this as an excellent opportunity to show the public how Louise truly was one of them now. But Louise thought she had absolutely nothing to prove. She had given up everything to live here. She contributed to the survival of the Fire Blue Republic every single day. And if she took one step out of rebel territory, the global army would arrest her and put her on trial as a traitor. I'm not the president, Louise had told Elle. They don't need to know everything about me. 
They already know who you are, El had replied. And they are entitled to knowing who their president lives with, especially if that person used to be the enemy. El's choice of words had stung. Louise knew El had meant that other people looked at Louise as a former enemy. El didn't. But it still had hurt Louise's feelings. When was it finally okay to just be herself, do her job, and be with the woman she loved? Louise took in another deep breath of fresh morning air. She didn't want to dwell on her argument with Elle any longer. It had been a week or more since she had had the time to enjoy some outdoor air. She didn't want to waste this moment. A happy bark sounded in the distance. Louise immediately recognized it as Stucky's. The dog had been stung in the paw by a wasp yesterday. He had still looked a bit upset this morning, so Louise hadn't brought him along for the run. If he was running outside now, he was probably feeling better. This came as a relief to Louise. She had grown very fond of him. She called Stucky and headed for the mansion. The dog caught up with her within a minute. Hey, boy. Louise cooed as she sat down on her knee. How are you feeling? She scratched behind his ear and got a heavy growl in return. Seems like you're doing better. Hey, a familiar voice called out. Louise looked up and couldn't help but smile. Elle was walking toward her, already dressed for her presidential duties, struggling to keep her fancy shoes clean on the dirt path. She looked classy and clumsy at the same time. Good morning, Louise said as she straightened. Stucky ran off to Elle, hopped around her a few times, and then ran back to Louise. She patted him on the head. You got up very early, Elle said when she finally reached Louise, greeting her with a kiss on the lips. I was awake and needed a run, Louise replied, wrapping her arms around Elle. Mmm, you're all sweaty, Elle said and sniffed Louise's neck. You know I like it when you're all sweaty. Louise grinned. I have to go, Elle continued. I'm sorry. I know, Louise said. I better get ready for work too, she added, even though she wasn't expected to start her shift until noon. I didn't want to leave without a kiss, Elle said with a pout. Louise smiled and leaned in for a longer kiss. Butterflies stirred in her stomach as she felt Elle press into her. Her hands slid to Elle's hips, pulling her even closer. She needed to really feel Elle, especially after last night's argument. Ma'am? A voice called out from a distance. Elle startled. Louise stepped back. A security guard was waving at them. He was too far away for Louise to see who it was. Hmm. Seems they're waiting for you. Louise sighed. Elle nodded, wrinkling her nose. See you tonight? Yep, see you tonight, Louise replied, feeling a tight knot in her gut as she watched Elle tiptoe back toward the mansion. This was part one of Connection Revealed. I'm gonna have to make sure I never say Connection Concealed. I'm pretty sure I'll make that mistake at one point and not even notice until some someone points it out. <laughs>
I want to thank everyone who supports me. Thank you so much. It means the world to me and it means I can keep on doing this and keep the episodes available freely for everyone. Now, this is important to me. It has always been linked to, I guess, my intrinsic motivation to do this, to keep creating this podcast. And uh, yeah, so people who voluntarily give back, thank you so much. Okay, that's all for this first episode of the new story. I'm actually going on a vacation for two weeks. It's it's going to be amazing. I, I'm uh, taking better care of myself these days, or at least trying to. So more vacation time. Um, but I've worked hard these last few weeks, and that means it shouldn't impact you. You will get a whole new episode of Connection Revealed in two weeks, as always. So see you then or see you on Keybase. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. <laughs>